This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Mark Knoll, the Managing Director of Professional Services for Catalyst, a provider of litigation support, software, and services. Hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks, Ari. So, Mark, just before Legal Tech New York this year, Catalyst co-hosted a webinar with Reese Morrison of Altman Weil, focused on the results of the consulting firm's Chief Legal Officer Survey. Tell us about what you learned in that report. The big three takeaways uh, is that the stress on law departments right now is increasing due to, due to challenges of new technologies, to cost pressures, which is no shocker, and also a lack of innovation in service delivered by law firms. Uh, those were the three big categories that were identified here. Um, and part of that lack of innovation is tied back to this idea of metrics and tracking uh, legal spend and what's going on, because some, the, the, of the CLOs that they surveyed, nearly 40% of them said that they were collecting and analyzing some kind of metrics, but only 6.6% of them said that they were actually getting any sort of real value out of that. So uh, Reese asked uh, a follow-up question then and said, asked of your top 10 law firms, uh, how many of them are providing useful spend analysis back to the law department? Well, 73% of the respondents said zero out of 10. I mean, it turns out that there are very few law firms that are actually providing useful metrics back to the law departments, and so they're really starving for information and, and hard data on which to to base a lot of their decisions. How are corporate counsel using these metrics as they relate to cost reduction? Well, you know, a lot of it has to do with, with getting a handle on how much they're spending for outside counsel and for vendors. You know, the classic example in e-discovery, of course, is review, because discovery costs are the biggest part of litigation, and review human review is the biggest part of discovery. Um, but then tracking how much review you're actually doing or how efficient it is ends up getting tricky, right? Because people say, well, let's see how many documents per hour we're reviewing with outside counsel, but sometimes they may be reviewing you know, for, for a bunch of different issues and tags, which makes review slower. And then you know, it turns out that reviewing relevant documents is slower than reviewing non-relevant ones. So if they're using technology-assisted review or other analytics to really enrich the amount of, of documents that are actually going to human review, their doc per hour rate or decision per hour rate is going to be slower. So it turns out that they're actually having to come to, to other people and consultants to help figure out what metrics actually make the most sense for them to track. Uh, they know they need numbers, but they don't know exactly what just yet. It turns out to be more complicated than it looks at first glance. Why should outside counsel provide these kinds of metrics to their clients? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's just uh, simple competition, I think. Um, it, it's clear that the uh, in-house counsel really need those numbers to, 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 to get a handle on what they're doing and also to justify their spend to other people within the corporations. Uh, if if outside counsel don't provide it or don't help them get it, some other outside counsel is going to figure out that they can, and it's going to be really, really valuable, and they're going to start taking business away. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's it's not the way firms have traditionally done things, so I know it's not something that's easily implemented, but it, I think it creates opportunities for uh, some more aggressive 
firms, including smaller or boutique firms, to add some extra value that will really get some uh, client loyalty if they start providing hard numbers and and ammunition for defending legal spend to their to their corporate law department clients. How are artificial intelligence and machine learning helping to respond to the concerns of chief legal officers? Well, that's actually fitting in in a couple of different ways uh, because. AI is kind of a really broad umbrella that, that covers a lot of different types of technologies. Um, when you talk about data mining or data analytics, that's tied into the reporting that, that law firms want to use to just get answers like, of all the law firms who handle a trademark matter for me in the last two years, who handled it most efficiently? You know, or what workflows or what technologies are bringing down the cost of review or the cost of discovery or collection or processing or whatever uh, as much as possible. So those are some things that they, that they can use. Other applications are, uh, are things like the technology-assisted review or the machine learning tools being applied to multiple cases. That is, you can directly reuse those expensive attorney decisions on things like privilege if that same document occurs in more than one uh, case. But you can even use the machine learning tools to indirectly reuse those decisions because if you've got a bunch of existing privilege calls from outside counsel, you can use that with the machine learning tools to predict what new documents are going to be privileged even though those exact documents have never been seen before. So the systems that they're being built are incorporating data visualization and machine learning at a lot of different levels to, to make best use and best reuse of those really expensive human decisions. How do you see this area evolving in 2017? Well, the, the, the biggest buzzwords that we're hearing uh, in in interviews and talking to people at legal tech, there's a lot of talk about AI and how AI is going to be changing legal practice. You know, and I think we're going to be seeing more of that simply because it is there are some very powerful tools for, for reducing the amount of grunt work like document review that has to be done by attorneys, which is in the long term probably going to change the way we practice. Right? I think I think AI is going to do to law practice what automation did to manufacturing. So in, in the long term, there may be fewer uh, overall jobs, but there will also be jobs that, that require more technical expertise, and they have a stronger focus on the actual artistry of professional practice, the kinds of things you know, that humans do really well and that machines don't. Um, the other big things, of course, are everybody wants metrics and taking an evidence-based, data-driven approach to, to legal operations management. Right? You want to measure it. You want to see what's actually working, get hard numbers on it. So reporting, analytics, and the things that you have to do to get good reporting, which often is centralizing or getting all of your cases in one place so that you can get cross-matter reporting done. Uh, that's another big thing. And then, of course, the last one is security. Everybody's really, really concerned about security and how their vendors and outside counsel are, are doing on making sure that all of that client data stays safe. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Mark Knoll, the Managing Director of Professional Services for Catalyst, a provider of litigation support, software, and services. Mark, thanks so much. Hey, my pleasure, Ari. Thanks.